Previously on Facebook Discourse. Yeah, that's the voice right there. That's the money. I don't remember what we talked about. What did we talk about again? Ways to get <laughs> into our stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Previously on Basement Discourse. Ways to get into stuff cheap. There you go. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's the money right there. That voice. Welcome, basement dwellers, to Basement Discourse. I am Justin, the D&D guy. We have Brady, the anime fool. And we have Jace, Snack Pack, the uh, gaming guy. And we also have a special guest with us. You may have seen him. In fact, you most likely have because everyone has watched our Christmas special. It is Zach Van Dyke. Welcome, Zach. Um, so Zach is a uh, frequent flyer of the show. He watches every episode. He loves us. And so we thought we'd bring him on because he's like, you know, our number one fan. So thanks for the coming. groupie. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Our one <laughs> subscriber. <laughs> yeah, if you all want to be on the show, all you have to do is fucking watch it. Apparently. <laughs> all you got to do is turn up. <laughs> well, that's the hardest part, actually tolerating a whole episode. Yeah, that yeah. and cl- clicking subscribe, which no one seems to like doing either. So there is that. So thanks for that, Zach. Thanks, guy. We love you for it. What a homie. It was my pleasure. It took a lot, but I got it, that. It was a hard thing to do. Hey, like just pressing yeah. that damn button. Oof. I don't just subscribe Oof. to anyone. I have a limited amount of space. <laughs> Sorry. I have like 30. <laughs> do you actually wow. have a limit? Is there a limit? No, I, I don't, don't think so. so. Like, I, I don't know. It's a dumb question, but I don't really subscribe to like 5,000 of them. But yeah. That actually... I wonder how many I'm actually subscribed to. Yeah, because I know I'm like subscribed to quite a few. Like when I want to just go and watch like the newest Fail Army, I'm like, where is it? You know. What I, mean? <laughs> I was wondering why there are so many Fail Only Army the most piece of shit ours. people love Fail Army. Bro, <laughs> anything to do with people just getting hurt or like just you know tripping up hard, dude, I love that shit so much. Yeah, so I've got so like 130. Channels I'm subscribed to. Damn, dude, you're a real guy. Holy that. shit, I'm a real guy. Yeah, <laughs> like you're you're like a real team player there. Like, I but he's not free. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Shut up, Brady. <laughs> That's a hidden Easter egg if I've ever heard one. Um, so we've got some exciting news to be talking about today, with no release date in mind, but with our first shoot in the bag. Fellas, what did you think of our first shoot of our new series soon to come to air? I would like to pause for a moment to say shoot in a bag is a... (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like a hobo juicing in a, like, bag. (laughs) And I never want to hear that phrase again. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I had a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was... It's a good time. Um, Justin failed to give you the name of said Yeah, series. well, I was about Basically, to, and then we started talking about shooting in bags. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so just to run down the viewers, this show gets recorded a little bit ahead of a time, but basically we drop one a week. We wanted to make more content for you guys, um, so we're doing D&D. It was so much fun for the Christmas special, and that way we can bring more of the D&D to this because sometimes it is a little bit easier to talk about both gaming and anime. D&D doesn't have weekly release stuff yeah um 
So we thought we'd do a D&D series, start a campaign, create characters, have some fun, we film it, and we're going to release it to you guys, hopefully on a weekly basis, um, recorded once a month. Is that about yeah. sum up your thing for you, Justin, because of your terrible description of a fucking Pretty shot much. in the bag? <laughs> I mean, yeah, except for the fact that you still didn't say the actual name, but... Um, so Dungeons be- and Discord! I was leaving it up to the guest. Yeah, Zach, just sat so, there politely, not said a word since so you introed him. Another reason uh, why um, Zach is also on. No, 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 just shut up, Zach. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. No, no, shut the fuck up. He thought we brought him up to talk. No, it's just, he's just a face. Just he's a just shit face. on me. Shut up, Zach. Every time he tries to open his mouth, someone has to cut him off. We we'll just keep going with another conversation entirely. So uh. Zach is actually going to be our third player in the campaign. So, um, so it's Dungeons and Discourse is the name. And we're going to have three players, me as the DM. And so basically we've just done about the first couple of hours of, um, of footage so far. So Zach, over, over to you. Uh, yeah, a couple of hours. Took us all day, but <laughs> there, might be, there might be a few usable hours in there somewhere. So Zach, over to you. Tell us a bit about yourself and... Um, what you will be doing inside of the campaign who you are what. why does he need to talk he's just a basement dweller he's a huge yeah. fan and uh he's just a face mm. to look at well i am said. just the face well said brady well said jace do you have anything to though. say about zach mm. <laughs> he's definitely got a face he does have a face there is a face attached to a body that is true all right, on to the next subject. Okay, thank, <laughs> thanks, Zach. Thanks for uh, thanks for two 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 bits in there. Uh, there you All right, go. cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Zach, tell us a bit about yourself and what brought you to be part of all of this. Um, well, um, I'm a nerd, just like the rest of you guys. Well, no, no, um, take that back. Guys. Take that back. So. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah i have no idea <laughs> um well i've known you guys you know for a while whether you know i've whether i've seen you or not but um i'm a nerd super into star wars tabletop stuff um i had a short stint at game developing um like I've always been looking at the the next hobby um, to binge. Like I'm a person that hyper focuses on one thing for about two months and then it's on to the next one. Um, but yeah, um, me and me and Justin being into D and D, and that's we've shared that as an interest for quite some time. So Zach, um, was, Zach was the guy that introduced me to D and D. Basically, he was like, "Hey, dude, like I, I got this game. I want to try it out." Like, yeah, <laughs> try it into, yeah, this stuff behind me and the obsession. His fault entirely. Yeah. So you're saying Zach owes you thousands of dollars and many hours of your life. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the marriage upside. is hanging by a thread thanks to Zach. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, brother-in-law, for all that you've done for me. Yep, that's what I do. I was that. I didn't that. even I was... know you were married to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, I was yeah. just that dealer that gave you that one free session. And then ever since yep. you've been addicted to that plastic crack. Yep, so exactly. It all comes back to the guy in the trench coat in the corner. That was Zach to start off with. So 
Yeah, Thank you exactly. In the trench coat. <laughs> Another Easter egg from earlier episodes. Boom, nailed it. Um, so oh, Zach, you just was inventing callbacks. Like we're a hundred episodes in with bro, thousands of subscribers. <laughs> we're like eight hours into this stuff. Like what? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Trust me, as someone who does the editing, it's more than eight hours. No, but eight usable hours. <laughs> So eight usable minutes, I'd say. The rest <laughs> is filler. filler or Brady talking over someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all filler, no killer. Um, you knew what you got yourself in for the moment I text you. Yeah, yeah. I make lots of mistakes. <laughs> I was thinking though, when we're like hyper famous and we're sponsored by everyone, so like Zach can episode. make the basement discourse video game. True. Flawless. There you go. True. Or yeah, at least so we didn't get around to the rest of his description. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or at least do some killer environmentals for us. You know. What's your... <laughs> we didn't finish you off. Um, because that's that's how we like to do things. Just tease you right to the edge. But, uh, <laughs> dude, you're... Um, this bag. <laughs> game development, that's a thing you're involved in? Yeah, so um, not so much uh, anymore. Um, but I studied for a couple years down in... Um, Canberra, doing game art and animation, um, focusing on environment art. Um, and then pretty much as soon as I graduated, I got into um, a job um, at a studio doing um, VR, um, architectural visualization. Um, I did like a Pepsi ad. Basement um, discourse, VR coming soon. <laughs> um, and then after that, worked on um, some like a mobile game, um, like a little sports arcadey game um, with this guy. My boss was actually someone who worked on Elden Ring and um, all of the Dark Souls games. That's sick. Yeah. You say worked as if he's like done, but I swear to fuck that game is never coming out. <laughs> Well, um, he oh, he kept that secret for so long. Um, he left pretty like he wasn't he hasn't been it from software for a while now. Like, obviously, he's running his own business um, now, but for so long, he just wouldn't tell anyone. Um, like, you sign an NDA and everything, so it's 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 obviously fair enough. But um, but like, does so you've worked for companies like that do they actually have ndas that say you can't say that you worked for them uh <laughs> like, I, for, I, I can't for, i can't say he doesn't really want to talk about that right this second he, he had to sign an nda about the ndas <laughs> now he can't even talk about the ndas that he's had to sign because like i've worked for software companies and we've never had anything like that at all yes like, tell everyone you work for us I'm like, have you seen me? You, you don't. No, 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 no. You don't. Mm. <laughs> um, so basically, like, I should have, um, but really, it was only like half, half. It was up to the client and how organized they were. Um, nice. If they didn't organize it, it didn't happen. Um, so legally, uh, I'm allowed to, um, as long you know. But um, it's all down to. Like le legally, you are allowed to talk about it and say like whatever you want out loud. Then, like, so if you were working on Elden Ring and they didn't get you to sign anything, you could be like, "Man, like I did this and this inside of this game, guy." Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. like, 
basically you're not restricted in any way without signing an NDA. And like the thing is with like an NDA as well, like it's got to be very clear about what you can and can't talk about. Mm. And anything that's unclear, you can skirt that line. And that's how like a lot of leaks in gaming and software manufacturing fucking everything. That's how it comes out. The Deadpool um, test footage. No, oh, you remember that? Nope. Nope. No one saw that? No. Nope. Bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's like a famous... Like, oh, so there was... you mean the unfinished film? or No, like the it was the 3D art with Ryan Reynolds' voice. It was the scene from the first Deadpool where he's sitting on the, the overpass, like the, the freeway, and then he drops into the cars and all hell breaks loose. It was, oh. I remember the scene, but I yeah, there was a 3D that. animation of it that actually had his voice in it. That was basically exactly what ended up in the movie. That was leaked two two years before the movie actually started getting made, and it was like this is what you know someone someone fucking leaked it and was mm. like oh yeah we put Sister Fox and they passed on it and then the fans fucking rioted when they saw it and it got made. <laughs> With a shitty low budget and was still one of the better superhero movies to come out in a long time. But <laughs> it like yeah, that that leak, Ryan Reynolds is still like, yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> wasn't me. Every time somebody asks, it's great. I had not heard or seen that, but Really? There was, there was I, I can't dumb... put it on the screen because I'll look like the whole fucking episode will get pulled, but Interviewers, pause this, go watch it, come back to this. It's a real thing. Just look up Deadpool test footage. It's basically just like that scene, but animated in like a 3D CGI looking thing. Great. Mm. Yeah. Now you're making our own viewers and listeners leave. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the way that you normally Zach, don't pause the screen, Zach. You are live. You are being recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I said, come back. (laughs) <laughs> that's the important part of all of that sentence you see another screen just flicker on on Zach's like eyes and <laughs> Zach just goes off for five minutes <laughs> <Shit. laughs> well <laughs> alright yeah. so yeah so you've had a pretty colourful sort of a background um, in a lot of the stuff that we already talk about inside of this show which is yeah. kind of cool I would, is... I would describe myself as a, eclectic just yeah yeah just a bunch of stuff. Just a bunch of together. shit just stapled, stapled together, yeah. Yeah, nice. Super petty, pissed off guy. He wasn't invited to be on the show in the first place. Yep. Realistically, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and is now dragged yeah. into every other thing aside from the show. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach is in our Christmas special. Um, obviously, you guys have watched that, so you know yeah. him as the third person in that. And he's also going to be part of our Dungeons & Discourse campaign. So, which will be hopefully a weekly release, 30 to 45 minutes long. And these three are going to be the players and I'll be the DM. So that's going to be some fun shenanigans. So, Basement dwellers, I would like you to, from this point forward, if you haven't been doing it thus far, start checking how many times Justin says the Christmas special, which you've all watched in every episode. (laughs) I can't remember if you saw this in our like DM chat, Brady. But this was a thing that Justin and I agreed on, is that the assumption that everyone who is listening to or watching this at any point in time 
They have all seen everything we have done. Up and to therefore, this we make that assumption after we say it. Absolutely. Time, yes. Yeah. yeah. But then I, I, I have to remind them about the assumption that they have seen the Christmas yeah. special <laughs> because it's not just a regular episode, it's something different. So they definitely have to be reminded of the fact that what I'm referring to is, in fact, the Christmas special. You could special almost that say that seen. it was special. <laughs> it was special. <sighs> It was special to all of us, though, in many ways. Uh, I would like to draw attention to our guest just one last time, because uh, you have one thing a little separate from all of us, though not that far a divide. So we have we we're all vaguely into this, but your probably the thing that sets you apart is your Star Wars interest from us three. I mean, that's kind of a big deal for you, so much so that you do the Star Wars RPG. Which is it like a taboo to call it like? Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons? Is that why you have to say Star Wars RPG? Or is it like... I think they're trying uh, to avoid it, but... <laughs> yeah, like, it is it is its own thing. Um, and the tabletop RPG is like a whole genre. But if I'm explaining it to someone, it's exactly what I say. I say it's it's Star Wars D&D. Yeah. Um, because that just that just makes sense, you know? People then, know what you're talking about then. As long as they know what D&D is. And then if they don't know what D&D is, then you're just like... Oh. But like the thing is, yeah. who the fuck knows what a tabletop RPG is? Like, yeah, I exactly. do, but I'm a huge goddamn nerd. Your average yeah. person doesn't. This Say Dungeons and Dragons, and they have a rough idea because yeah. exactly, they've, they've yeah. watched either Stranger Things or Big Bang Theory. Like, they've, yeah, they've, so they've, they immediately imagine yeah. you in a pointed wizard hat, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh, but it's Star Wars, pointed wizard hat with a lightsaber." <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's a stormtrooper hat that goes up to a point. So. <laughs> looks like a clan hood i guess <laughs> are you just talking through this, this is... helmet like <laughs> our episodes are so close to being cancelled every fucking time <laughs> that's, that's exactly that right we're gonna, yeah exactly we're right on that oh. line <laughs> to be fair like we've all seen like the newer star wars movies right yeah. They are yeah. very clearly taking from the Third Reich with the First Order. Oh, I know, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So to make the assumption the that Stormtroopers are clan members isn't all too far removed from what, yeah. you know. They're very yeah. much playing on, on the, uh, the ideas of the bad guys that we already have in our head from reality. Yeah, like that speech from the red-headed dude, I can't remember his name, in episode General 7. General Hux, yeah. Yeah, that's the one, General Hux. Um, yeah, his speech in episode seven, that was like the most Gestapo, you know, <laughs> yeah, third moment. Crap. Like, yeah. While, yeah. While we're on it, how do you all feel about those movies? Zach's <laughs> definitely got something to say about it. Look, I'm on the fence. I didn't even watch the very last one. I just heard well, it was like eh. I'm not a giant Star Wars fan, so I can uh go at it from just like a storytelling point of view. But I'll let the Star Wars fan and then I know that Jace is a bit more sci-fi than I am, and then Justin's probably around the same level as me. But well, yeah. Yeah. Go Wait, ahead. did you just Zach's have up an first? Order? Okay, yeah. Zach's up first oh, with his real educated opinion and because we keep cutting him off <laughs> yeah. yeah so anyway so, jace so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, so this is... uh, i really think that he should talk first <laughs> look brady you're probably right <laughs> all right i saw him g up to do it and that was almost worse <laughs> 
right, so obviously it's a super loaded question in the in the Star Wars community that the sorry um, for um, yeah, so the new movies. Um, well, just just to move back even further than that, though, it, it was the same. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't want to take away from you, but I think this will contribute to it. It was the same sort of an idea when one came out, right? From four, five, F1. six, like four, five, yeah. six, ep one came out, and everyone was like, "What the hell is this jack dash?" Yeah, yeah. And now it's again similar esque, but maybe worse than that. But I'll, I'll pass it back to you now, Zach. But that's you know just an observation from like what fifteen years ago when that happened. Mm. I didn't loathe F one though, like. Just, just yeah, quickly. Star Wars nerds Everyone thought it was okay, except in Jar Jar, like you know. Yeah, that yeah. Was about it. Jar Jar was awful, but like the that prequel thing, I didn't have a storytelling problem with it. I had like CGI problems with it, silly little things with it. Like I would have preferred Puppet Yoda to CGI Yoda because it wasn't there. It wasn't good enough yet. There was like a lot of that well, sort of actually, stuff. Storytelling, the, the I didn't CGI think it was like disgusting. CGI mm. bit you're talking about. Is actually the remasters of episode one, two, and three. If I remember correctly, the original had a puppet for yeah. Yoda. The yeah, original right. releases of episode one, two, and three had puppets. The remaster, they CGI'd the whole lot of them. I think I think one and two had CGI. Yeah, I, I mean, was gonna say, puppet. but three three yeah, has yeah. like a flipping Yoda giant in the air. I don't think that they, they yeah, yeah, puppeted so, that. Yeah, no, so I don't think they did for that, but like really episode one and at least Fuck i think episode Justin. two as well did anybody catch that well, no it's just justin getting his cancelled again it's not going to be a tall person is it in yoda justin said it must have been a really skilled midget or a <laughs> or a ridiculous baby <laughs> midget is not the correct yeah. term that you use dude it was what warwick warwick davidson just flipping around in a <laughs> I, I'd pay to fucking see that though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did interrupt you, Zach. Tell right. us, tell so us go, about the new Go away to seven. Right. <laughs> so obviously, there's a lot to say. I won't like. It'll take the entire hour just to talk about it. But in the end, um, I think I might have a little bit of a different perspective on the um, prequels as well, just because I am a little bit younger and I grew up with the prequels. Um, true, baby. So the original trilogy is my personal favorite. Um, and I adore the prequels, like for the faults and all. Like um, I watched them as an adult and realized that God, there's just so many things um, wrong. But to me, having that childhood memory, it's so much fun. Um, just because I just it just I revert back to my childhood yeah, self. Yeah, so it's more of a nostalgia thing than a. I, exactly. I get that yeah. though. You, yeah, you can have that. nostalgic bias just as you can have like recency bias, right? So yeah, I, I get that. Hmm. And then um, I think it's the same thing for the uh, new the 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 sequels. Is that I didn't I didn't love them. Um, I was like, oh, this is Star Wars, so I'm going to watch it. Um, and I'm going to like it just because it's in the same universe. Um, I think the extra media around that time period, the, the rise of the resistance um, is way better. I think the story that they're going for in the bigger scheme is really cool. 
um, you know, how the empire was being faded out and then the rebel alliance, like the new Republic and the empire had a truce, but a lot of people within the empire didn't agree. So they went off to the, out, you know, the um, unexplored space in the galaxy and made up the new order and the politics and the story behind it is really cool. It's just not in any of the movies. Yeah, I was going to say, gonna say we, we I don't recall any none of, that. of that in the movies. <laughs> yeah. The movie was just like, all right, how do we fan service this? Yeah, let's exactly. do to a female lead. Everything you just described is Disney. Made, sounds so good. So it needs yeah. a cute sidekick. <laughs> they just well, okay. Because everything so... people feared when Disney bought Lucas, <laughs> to as far as I could tell, mm. is it because the movies like it like if if we're going to be honest all of the main movies like the skywalker saga they're there to sell toys right um they're for kids and that's why they could have done so many things with the sequels um and they could have been inspired off expanded universe which is there's a lot of things wrong with the expanded universe don't get me wrong but there's also a lot of cool stuff um, whereas the Empire was a necessary evil and they made the Death Star to fend off this other threat that was invading the galaxy from another galaxy. And it then painted the Empire as this sort of moral gray zone instead of being the good and evil. But you just, you just can't have that in a kid's movie. It's too ambiguous of an idea. You have to have a bad guy and you have to have a good guy. You know, it, these, these movies are teaching lessons to children. Um, Hence and the that's what versus the heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that. Why did you have the shockingly fucking mature like, <laughs> take as the youngest yeah, person yeah. here? Youngest dude here tells us the entire like depth of Star Wars in like a couple of breaths. <laughs> yeah. But like he's right. But to be fair as well, there was a lot of like backseat politics and stuff through the prequel trilogy as well like all the stuff about the trade federation and what they were trying to do um, yeah yeah thanks to the um like behind the scenes shit that palpatine was trying to do and all that sort of stuff well, mm. free actual palpatine but you know um so there was all that stuff going on in their background but they don't really show that they're more like oh yeah N- naboo people attacking naboo exactly exactly right yeah and like then then it leads to you know the clone wars animated show comics these books um which really sort of flesh out that era which makes it really cool like the clone wars animated show for me um makes me fall in love with that era um absolutely the the series not the animated movie to clarify because i thought the animated movie was trash yeah um but the animated series i withheld for so long because i saw the movie and i was like this is awful i persevered for through the first few episodes of the series and i was like is it good is it bad and it just got brilliant and it makes Mm. me think that there could have been so much more content in the mainline movies if they actually expanded on what happened in the Clone Wars rather than, like, it sort of goes from Clone Wars to, oh, the Clone Wars are ending. Like, it it just skips over that between two and three. And it's like, 
there was so much awesome shit happening there. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and and like that. The, that again, like, there's Star Wars is <laughs> the movies are almost like the weakest part of Star Wars. It's everything else. Um, like, I, I I totally agree, but I don't want to. <laughs> like i i i love the movies all of them mm. regardless yeah um i i have issues with some of them mm. um but i love the movies but you're definitely right like there is so much outside of the movies that is like it just eclipses what the the actual movies have done yeah it's almost like um George Lucas has just given like a base and said, okay, this is a world. This is a rough idea of what happens in it. And then everyone else is like, all right, let's make this fucking awesome. And yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm. I um I'm that I I enjoy the extra Star Wars content a little bit more than the main lines in some ways. I mean, I'm a sucker for lightsaber fights because I'm a fucking anime fan, so and it's just it just works. But I'm gonna shit on one of them pretty harsh because Jace got his chance with the Clone Wars movie, and I haven't seen it. Um, I desperately hated Rogue One. Oh, really? It was Can an entire. it was an entire entire movie to deal with the fact that somebody had memed the shit out of the original series that's what i felt like they were like let's fix this plot hole about the fucking death star getting destroyed but let's let's flex that we're now disney and we own this by making a whole movie to explain that that's all uh, I felt that movie was. I didn't care about the characters. I knew everyone was going to be gone. That's not a spoiler. If you haven't seen it, fuck off from this episode. But, like, <laughs> it, it didn't matter to me. Like, I, I couldn't get invested in anyone. I knew what was going to go down. I just felt like they made a whole fucking movie and made ticket sales and toys and merchandise and all that to deal with the fact that Lucasfilms had been memed on for that floor in the Death Star for 20 years. So I would like to say that you're a little bitch (laughs) but secondly like there's a few reasons why i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy rogue one one it's not a jedi centric movie Mm. yeah yeah for once yeah like that's one of the weird things is star wars has always been like oh here's this really cool story better throw some jedis in it yeah whereas this isn't and it's not so much about filling in a plot hole because they actually do discuss the premise of um, like all the lives lost getting that information. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, they do say that. To R2-D2 at the very start of episode four. Um, but so like it really fleshes out what actually happened and the importance of those events leading up to episode four because between three and four it's like what 20 it's 26 years isn't it somewhere around that it's 20 something years uh between which one and which three and four Tw- uh so Revenge i think 20, 24 and new, new hope 
So I think Revenge of the Sith is like 24 BBY, like before the Death Star blows up. Yeah, possibly. Um, all the same. Like there's 20 yeah, something yeah, years yeah. between it and there's nothing to cover it. And then the first point you see is R2 and C3PO getting off. Actually, um, how, old's, how old's Luke in A New Hope? 21, I think. Yeah, something so, around there. Yeah, there's about that many years because yeah, I guess the yeah. end of three. <laughs> Yeah, except that, like... No, 19, 19. It's 19 years. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad we uh, took yeah, well, five anyway, minutes to sum that up. It completely doesn't matter, but yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, like, 20-ish years, great. Yeah, so, you guys nailed it in about five <laughs> seconds. No, three minutes later, well done. <laughs> we got to pad this content out, bro. Um, <laughs> no, I just need anything I can get on Jace because he's fucking an encyclopedia and a thesaurus. <laughs> Yeah, I am, baby. Um, but yeah, so there's like 20 years where just nothing happened. And then we get starting on a ship that's been destroyed. Two um, droids get off with like very personal information. And that's, you know, that leads to the Death Star being destroyed and everything that comes from that. R2G2 carrying heaps of nudes. All that personal yeah. information. Just lay your nip slips all away. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think that story's important mm. and I think it deserved its own film. I can understand if you're a brain-dead anime fan that only loves lightsaber fights, so you, you probably <laughs> wouldn't be into it, but, like... I don't I only, I enjoy the politics in Star Wars and all of that stuff as well. I just felt like that particular movie was only created to be like, stop memeing on us. <laughs> I, 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 I see where you're coming from. And there is a another... nice guy. You can call him a dick. There, because you're a guest. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a guest. He's like, no, no, no. I can be nice to him. These um, guys are my there's... heroes. I can't be mean to them. <laughs> So you know why been... he's being nice? You know why he's being nice? Because he's the only person in history ever who was like, I watched a few episodes of Konosuba and it's a bit it's a bit meh. <laughs> and I was like, you I fucking tried. what? I tried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there's 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 only been one piece of Star Wars media. Like I there's there's heaps that I have plenty of issues with. Um, but there's there's one that's been a real slog to get through. And there's this book. Um, I think there's a couple out at the moment. It's called From a Certain Point of View. Um, and basically it's... No. <laughs> it's the Magical Star Wars... Index? We can keep playing this game. <laughs> so the movies are told. <laughs> well done. That's how, they, <laughs> that's how those two do it as well. <laughs> um, so the movies are told through other people's perspectives. Um, so they'll pick, you know, episode four um, and the entire narrative will be told from random characters that are nameless. Um, for instance, uh, <laughs> do you know, um, obviously when C-3PO and R2-D2 escape on the escape pod and the Imperials shoot every other escape pod down and then that one, they're like, nah, there's no life on that. Obviously, we're not going to shoot it. The whole reasoning behind it was because there was this whole chapter in the book saying that 
um, imperial promotions are based off accuracy ratings and accuracy is based off whether you well then you fuck me shot. every stormtrooper is earning like <laughs> three cents an hour for accuracy are you so kidding like, me accuracy based pay yeah so you that's a, a meme shot. as well it, exactly like and this whole book is filled with things like this like it's got some interesting information but it's just like uh come on it's like it's a bit of a cop-out um, and like a, another reason why the R2 unit on Tatooine when they were buying it and it blew up, like it had a bad motivator when fucking Luke and his dad was, was buying R2 units. I remember um, that. This one's got a bad motivator. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Owen. <laughs> but, um, and then there's a whole story about R2-D2 talking to this uh, like this astromech about the greater good and him having a purpose and the astromech was like nah fuck it i'm gonna go with these guys because i haven't been looked after in years and then all of a sudden he's like ah all right maybe r2d2 was right i'm gonna blow my own motivator so he gets picked it's like fucking all right come on <laughs> the, the robot grows a heart <laughs> exactly like the shittiest plot armor ever that is weak exactly it's it's the equivalent of putting fucking lore in games swear to god i was gonna say that's way worse (laughs) than plot armor because they're like we're going to explain our plot armor it's like plot armor retroactively (laughs) yeah it's straight up all the lore inside of mass effect where i'm like cool i'm never reading that ever oh so (laughs) you've got to the point in mass effect where you see codex entries Mm. How about like three seconds in and it's yeah, like dude. Yeah. a wall of text? Like, nah, not- <laughs> yeah. nah, nah, nah. If I wanted to Oxygen, read something, I would Planet play Earth. a video game. Human biography. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, on that note, need to read that. On that note, I think yeah. we should take a break. Yeah, sounds good to me. Alrighty. Buckle up for a word from our sponsors. Snacks, soy, snacks, stacks. Best soy snacks you've ever had. They're dry as dirt, but goes down a treat with our organic tofu water. Get yours from Snackstead, just outside Leylon. Was there enough energy this time, dear? Welcome back! Thank you to all of our uh, great sponsors out there, and uh, you just watched one of their fantastic ads. Alright, so we're back. We're not going to talk about Star Wars too much more um sorry zach sorry to hurt your feelings and just break your heart and his entire background is star wars (laughs) like there's there's nothing back there that's not star wars i don't know who i am without it well all right look what about the tabletop segue (laughs) it's already there Justin, take I, I a I was going to open it up for him just for a, for a moment because we did mention that Zach does DM a, a tabletop RPG version of Star Wars, um, but we never actually delved into that at all prior to the break. So maybe just mention to us really quickly like what that involves as far as being a DM in a totally different environment is involved. Like, I know that there's a different set of dice and things like that. That's a bit too complicated to really explain, but just explain, like, how, how it is that you build a world inside of a tabletop simulator, maybe, and stuff like that. Is it a GM, by the way, for Star Wars? 
That's what I heard. Yeah, Game Master, pretty, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're not really in dungeons per se. Yeah. Galaxy GM. Master. <laughs> Why oh, does damn. it sound lamer? That's so much better. It's supposed to be Wait, Game Master. What did you Master, think but... it was? Game Master. Oh, I heard it as Galaxy Master. Uh, yeah, Master? dude, that's way better. <laughs> so Game Master is just the general, general term yeah. for um like any tabletop RPG like Oh no, I heard it is yeah, um, host or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. I heard the Star Wars RPG is a Galaxy Master. Yeah, it's yeah. super creative and you know Fucking way better than Brady's drinking problem. All the bottles is fucking. I was hoping <laughs> so much that that didn't get picked up by Zoom. It's like fuck. It's it's like whenever there's like bin collection and you always know whose house is full of pissheads. I know, right? You just see like recycling bins. Sounds like ten thousand bottles breaking. You're like cool, and you just hear yours. It's just a pile of cardboard. Yeah, and instead it's Brady's fucking podcast room. <laughs> it's me dumping it in all my neighbors' bins because mine's full. <laughs> so Zach, what's, what's it like being a GM, Zach? <laughs> um, honestly, I have never had more fun, not even close, um, to what I've been having with um with with Star Wars: Edge of the Empire, which is the um the RPG, um. It's so it's Justin, um, my housemate and my neighbor. Uh, and from day one, uh, it's been great. So it's super narrative based, um, whereas D&D has got a lot of roles and numbers and things. Um, Star Wars has, has like this unique thing where even if you could succeed or fail, um, you have an advantage or disadvantage as well. So a la Star Wars, you take a shot at someone um, the blaster shot misses, but you get an advantage. And you could go, well, my blaster shot ricochets off the bulkhead and disarms the guy behind him. Um, or in the reverse, you succeed. You shoot, um, you know, you succeed on the roll to shoot someone. He falls over, but you get a disadvantage. He misfires his blaster shoots a hole in one of the pipes in the bulkhead and then it starts spewing out gas then you now have a setback um for advanced like future roles it's pretty um, interesting because it keeps not only the dm on their feet which is <clears> normally <throat> the main part of dungeons and dragons is the dm doing all of the work on that side of things so all of the narrative based stuff comes from one side usually but mm. it involves the players in making up these like flavorsome little decisions along the way so like usually Zach will be like, all right, well, this is the result of the role. You've succeeded, but you've, but you've got a disadvantage. Um, he might throw it, throw it to, to you to come up with it. Or in the case of a disadvantage, he might be like, look, this happens and whatever. But in the case of maybe me rolling an advantage or whatever, then I come up with the idea that might happen to the enemies and stuff. So it's kind of like, it's a bit of back and forth. It's not so much the DM telling you what has happened yeah. and throwing their own little spice in there. You know, it's like, it's a bit of back and forth. It's a cooperative narrative yeah, instead yeah. of, you know. It really kind of keeps everyone more engaged, which I find is really interesting. So, And it, I think it's led to such uh, in-depth and actually very, like, deep and emotional <laughs> like, <laughs> gameplay. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I have been, pr like, pretty emotional while playing this and I'm, and I'm not even one of the players um there's they 
these guys, Justin and the rest of these guys, seem like they actually care for these imaginary people that don't exist. <laughs> no, all that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to rip on any of emotions. that. What a no, of I'm not going to rip on any of that. That sounds wonderful and beautiful. I just... The, the polarizing moment you must have between working with them like that and then working with fucking me and Jace. Now look, I, I, like think, I, I think that's a perfect segue to go over to the D&D side of things mm. because that kind of works in very well because I think you guys are coming a long way from our one shot where it's not so story driven, it's just dump you in this world because everyone's already watched it of course they get dumped into this you know dungeon they have to try and escape it's all very you know you're there you know it's action based you don't have much to lose you're just going to get it done there's no story really needed you just do it but in the in the base of a, a campaign i think you guys have definitely changed your uh, your tone and the way that you guys role play almost mm. straight away so immediately got a backstory idea. Oh, you know, yeah, and down, I don't like... want to scratch your back because I fucking did that too many episodes ago. <laughs> uh, but the way you started it out, like the narrative of it, like I can't wait for you guys to hear it because it's fucking gold. Mm. Like it, the, it I, I'm not going to give away too much, but there's like flashback moment and then like a go forward moment with our characters and like, but it didn't feel shit like that the narrative of what you've done with that was just beautiful. Like you took what we said we wanted our characters to be and then wrote a story around that, which is just like the best type of storytelling. You didn't go, it was a fun fuck, way I need to this to happen. I need to make someone who can do that. You went, no, 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 here's my people. How do I work with them? And that was, yeah. just, it's just, guys, I can't wait. Like mm, that was just, a chef's kiss more. in the grossest <laughs> possible way. Yeah. But like, I cannot wait for you guys to see this. Yeah. I love how you started by like saying that you weren't going to simp on Justin. Or <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, ended up with a chef's kiss. <laughs> um, Look, I just want him to stop fucking me over when my role is not 20. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's not 20, it's like two. And I'm like, cool, so you don't succeed. Yeah, if it's not 20, it's like 18. And he's like, you still fucking suck. And I'm like, god damn. Well, well come maybe in. that's because Mr. Anime is always trying to like backflip off something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Speaking of. Yeah, I was about to say exactly that. Speaking of, how about you guys introduce sort of your characters and what they sort of, you know, their backstory. Let's, let's let our their, esteemed their guest go first so we can talk about something yeah, other while than he's Star still got Wars. a mouthful of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much like his character, a mouthful of food or water. Yep. So my character's name is Bailey Bramble Thorne. Um, That's someone who knew what he was doing when he fantasy wrote, as opposed to Jason and <laughs> I. Yeah, mine's perfect, shut up. I've actually, I've had this idea of a character in my head for a long time now. Um, for so long, I've always played... I want to play the most interesting character, the most charismatic and all of this, all of these, this, this crazy cool ideas. Um, but this time around, I just wanted to have fun basically. Like I didn't want to be super persuasive. Um, I didn't want to be like super crazy unique. Um, so what he is, he's a halfling. He's quite stout. 
Um, he's got a pot belly uh, and he loves food. He loves cooking. Um, he loves drinking. He loves making drinks, anything that grows. He's very much like a Tolkien-esque hobbit. Um, super naive, um, just loves the world despite things that have happened. Um, there is like some emotional stuff in the background to do with like the, the narrative. I won't go into too much, obviously. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, and he just focuses on helping um, the party, healing through the power of food and drink. Yeah, that's one of the coolest parts, I think, is that like mm. I, I healing just word like... is not healing word anymore. So, for yeah. example, I'm pretty sure it was some scones that you uh, passed over to our friends. Yeah, so some mag yeah. magic magic scones, yeah. Yeah. And so, so I healed them that way. That's going to be um, cool. Just throwing your own flavor into it, which I'm totally hmm. fine with. I think that's a fantastic way of just role playing yeah. the shit out of your character. Hmm. And I holy think I, shit, I was... we actually have someone that like plays a support role. Because <laughs> we sure yeah, dude, it's no real lucky, <laughs> dude. <laughs> considering how you and I have been playing thus far, <laughs> we need all the support we can get. Uh. So it was very obvious that we needed a support role, and I think I'm not even sure if Zach actually you managed to know that before you made your guy, or whether you just happened to make him that way. I After think, he played um, the Christmas one shot, which everyone has definitely seen, <laughs> it became apparently obvious to Zach, the veteran player, that we're basically fucked. And if he's going to get roped into this on a regular basis, he's going to help. Still had, I still had half my health at the end of that special. I'm just saying. True, true. I'm so putting that down to lucky busy. rolls, considering <laughs> half the shit you pulled off. Mate. I'm just amazing. I'm, I'm the best at D&D. You took a pummelin and you fucking gave a pummelin too. Mm. Man knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I think I just wanted to stop putting pressure on me being like the sickest fucking character, the coolest yeah. dude in the party. And I was like, I just want to have fun and I want to role play. Um, you know, I've been having fun DMing in Star Wars, role playing and getting into it. Um, and I was hoping that I could sort of stretch my role-playing chops in the game without sort of pushing too far. Obviously, you got to—it's—it's it's all to do with who else is playing as well. Um, and just as a, a side note, um, you guys did so fucking well. I had so much fun with you guys, and the way you guys role-played has honestly—I haven't played with people. Uh, who have role played <laughs> as much or as well? Yeah. I know it's only the first session, and we'll, we'll you know, we'll change. But um, I think it, it was really cool to see you guys just go in there and and I think, be, be the character, you know, um, which is always I, fun. And I don't think you meant it to be, but that kind of segues us into why I think that we managed to pull that off for you um, in a way that you thought was us good role playing is that we inserted a monster amount of stuff that we know <laughs> into our characters. So like, yeah, yes, yeah. we're role-playing, <laughs> but like, so Jace's, and I'm not going to ruin it too much, has a musical interest that's that's in line with him, as well as like, has his dietary, what's the word? We'll cover that when we get to it. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. it has his values in mm. a lot of ways. And my one, because like, obviously it's uh, to compliment the Perfect show. Chance. Like it's just... It's, tell us, tell us about your character, Brady. 
yeah so it's extra content from um basement discourse so because i'm known on this as like the anime person and I'm, i love playing with that uh my character is super fucking anime that's he literally has blue spiky hair like it's <laughs> it's ridiculous i made this whole like backstory but there's so many small little things like he went off to train for 50 years with an ancient sword master which is just the most anime line ever um he also values his friends above everything except for food no touch <laughs> like a perfect uh, match yeah, yeah. Uh, he yells the name of his sword techniques every time he attacks which is just animated shit so like i had so much fun with it but it wasn't just that i had fun with it it's just that justin read that and went okay i've watched like two anime yes. uh, I, <laughs> I i know what to do with this already <laughs> and he just ran with it and let the character be super anime in the DD world and it created such a fun thing with you two guys because what we ended up with was you role playing as this like fun loving kind of like i guess hobbit like halfling i, I don't know if that's that, offensive uh, but halfling like... is pretty much a hobbit <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 playing yeah. as like i think it was hobbit. only copy they were called cop- hobbits or some shit until copyright happened mm. yeah. yeah so like in in terms of like for our audience because as much as we're doing this and we're having so much fun content is obviously a part of our mind when we do it we have what people know as a hobbit and then we've got this like character who is basically fucking walking anime interacting (laughs) with a hobbit which is hilarious and then we got jace's character which is this fun blend of other things i'll let him play with but like yeah no so i mean that's the base's short of mine he has some fun backstory and stuff to go into but he's literally called cliche the elf um and he is he's got a gigantic sword which i will obtain through means that will let you guys experience and then a short sword and everything he does is going to be like super like cliche anime stuff and it's, it's so I much love fun brady just like gives himself a sword and then tells me that he's going to get this sword at some point <laughs> uh, I, by the way i've got this really big sword like it's also it's on like the mini. It's on my mini so cool yeah so just give me that sword mate fuck dude i forgot no um i'm gonna have wings soon so um, oh shit yeah okay okay yeah. Cool, cool 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 next I've, session actually i've got hobbits always do hobbits not grow wings <laughs> I thought hobbits grow wings. No, no they do. They, they definitely do. But, that's why, yeah. Just need yeah, to get but, on it. it. But that was an anime thing, right? I had to end up with like something ha- about me has to be OP. And considering the way I roll, it's not going to be the way I do things. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, but that's good. Like, it's going to like be the, one of those moments where, you know, you watch the anime and the guy's got the giant sword. He swings it and then just gets hard shit on. That's gonna be crazy every fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, but yeah, like so. I think I kind of like half teased yours, Jace. So you may as well just uh, go on and regurgitate it in your word vomit way. Yeah, yeah, because uh, that was really pleasant of a description to leave me in. Yeah, thanks for that one. Uh, You're so, yeah, so welcome. <laughs> so I f- found from the Christmas special that I tried to improv everything on the spot because. I just left everything to Justin. I was like, oh yeah, I can do this. And then I realized that giving my character an accent that I couldn't do, <laughs> random name, and then having no backstory made it kind of hard to role play. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a character that's pretty much me, but in like a high fantasy setting. So he's a dwarf because he's short 
and because dwarves are notoriously sick bearded and <laughs> um, and his name's Snacks the Barbarian because I thought that is a hilarious pun and it turns out that that's totally been used plenty of times before. <laughs> but, so you thought it was your own your own oh like, dude idea? I came up with it and I was like oh damn that's then, earth shattering <laughs> like have you ever thought of like a joke or something funny and then yeah, you find dude. out that it's been thought of before and you're like oh fuck yeah but yeah. anyway I I thought it's, I came up with that most things that come out of my mouth don't worry about it yeah no that's okay. <laughs> um cliche right there <laughs> um and yeah, so um, he's a dwarf, snacks the barbarian, which means I am part barbarian, part bard. And the whole reason for that was because I used to be the singer of a metal band. And I was like, I could actually role play with this. And um, so as far as my backstory goes, I'm just a normal soy farmer. And that's because <laughs> as we've alluded to in the past, I'm vegan. And so I thought it would be funny to run a failing soy farm uh, <laughs> because I'm not a very good farmer because I'm a weird little city boy. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much the gist of my character. So I just went with basically me and high fantasy. And I think that's probably the easiest way to do it. I give myself a bit of a different backstory yep. and I can just fuck with that. And yeah, exactly I, I think right. that that's how it works when you're as big a scrub as I am but I think the but hard like, part when people come in to this and they're like all right guys new campaign give me a give me a backstory and then you get this like five page report you're like so all right for context guys we're starting at level one give me a backstory and they're like I killed kings and I have destroyed dragons and I have traveled planes and like dude now we gave you personality like, backstories yeah. right <laughs> Yeah, dude, like, I much prefer a humble soy farmer who is, like, in his mid-50s to 60s now that has done, just, just lived a normal life and is now just thrown into something, something mm. of which we will not reveal because we don't even know it yet. But Like, don't give just, me a character who's already at the end of his development right? arc. Like it's, what, do you want to be level 20 or you want to be level 1? You want to play some D&D or have you already played it in your head? Like, you know, I honestly, like I, none of that even crossed my mind when like, cause after the Christmas special, I, I went home and like within a day or two, I'm on D and D beyond like planning out a character. <laughs> cause we had all this chalked out. Like we're like, we have to do this again. We've got to do it like a proper campaign. <laughs> and so I went to it and like immediately, like when it started to get to the backstory section, I'm like, but I don't want some like, loserish backstory like i just i want it to be like those really enjoyable rpgs where when you're hearing about the backstory it's some super uneventful shit mm, it's like yeah. oh this is a normal guy who's now being thrown into extraordinary uh uh it's a kind of it kind of is is because you three are like two like three totally different people inside of the one well, setting. So, so. is not only like a normal person thrown into extraordinary circumstances, usually a different world, but mm. what I love about our characters and what you just totally ran with it, Justin, is that we didn't talk to each other when we designed these. So like usually uh, in the past when I've played d and I played a little bit more than Jace, but nowhere near as much as you two. I was like, all right, this is what the other guys are. 
So this is what our party needs. And I was like, kind of metagaming it, right? Like, so, cause I've played RPGs, I've, I know fantasy stories. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, we've got nothing ranged. We need ranged. Oh, we got nothing healing. We need healing. Mm. We said it was a good luck that Zach chose support, but it genuinely was good luck. Like we didn't fucking talk at all. I made my person, Jace made his, Zach made his, Zach is a little bit smarter than us. But like, <laughs> they're all hilariously like, we have an elf, a halfling, and a dwarf, a soy farmer, a guy who's trained in martial arts who somehow keeps fucking not hitting anything, and a guy who's basically a cook. And it's just, it's going to make such a fucking hilarious story. And Justin took that and he made one of my favorite, like, chapter ones that I've ever experienced in any manner. And I don't want to blow shit up your ass because I'd rather just make fun of you. Oh, it but was it was super just so enjoyable good. to write, though. It just no, seemed but to it flow was... and, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a lot of fun. I could totally picture it in my head as I was writing it down. Like, and it didn't take me very long. I just, I had a complete blank for literally weeks. I was like, I, where the hell am I even going to begin? Like, what the fuck? Like, how, what brings these guys together? How are they here? And then all of a sudden I was like, right, that's the light bulb moment and just started writing. And it took me about five minutes to write that whole intro scene that you guys will be. It was so much fun, man. And like, yeah, yeah like it was just uh, so good. Yeah. So uh, I, I guess that concludes the uh, basement discourse advertisement for basement discourse <laughs> Dungeons and Discourse. Dungeons and yeah. Discourse. <laughs> but guys, we are bringing you more content. We, we're glad you're enjoying what we're doing, and we're gonna we're gonna do something a bit different and try and do weekly. We're glad drops. you're enjoying it, Zach. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for all your support. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Our number one fan. Thank you for coming on this episode and being involved. By the way, our number one fan, who's actually like two episodes behind. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm imagine sorry, what wow. our number two fans like. <laughs> <laughs> They've never even fifteen minutes show. of episode one. <laughs> I got, I got like five minutes left of the second last episode. Right, Damn, um, dude. Damn. I'm already there. Disgusting. Mm, so disappointed. <laughs> I think oh. we discussed this, but like that still means that he's totally watched more of our content than we have. Than we have, absolutely. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't count. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're the editor, guys. What else is uh, what's going on in the gaming world or in the? I mean, obviously not the D and D world. What anything that uh, Zach wants to comment on or be jumping in apart from his shit opinion on Konosuba, which we all agree with. So <laughs> be careful what water you tread. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try more. I'm gonna so I've watched three episodes. I've watched the introduction to all of the party. Um, and I'll watch, I'll watch three more episodes. That's, that's, I'm going to give myself three more episodes to watch them all together um, that, and see how it leap. goes. Um, I respect it, though. Like, yeah, look, I was, I was going to give up, uh, but then you guys are like, uh, like, we think it's really good. So I was like, no, Actually, that, I think, yeah, no, you're right, Jess. Uh, that's pretty much what Brady did to me regarding JoJo. And... I like I've still only gotten like seven or eight episodes in, mm. but I'm starting to enjoy it now. Like it's not yeah. the best, but it's not bad. And I like, um yeah. I I I gotta confess, I love JoJo from like the moment it turned on. I was I was what? in love with it. Yeah. I, that's fucking 
It's How? so it's so fucking dumb. It's it's so funny. I just it's thought, just where like, are you up to? Uh, I've watched the first two seasons. Okay, so I'm further than you. Right. It becomes more JoJo-esque as it goes. So, yeah. like, that, what I will say for this author, he picked out everything that people were enjoying and then just continued the story on those things. Right. Okay. Which is great. But yeah. it just means that the early stages are just trial and error. And what people didn't like, he was like, all right, <laughs> bugger that off. Bugger that off. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just and, like... And, it's, and like it's, it's, Awesome for you on learning, but why do we have to tread water with this bullshit <laughs> for ages? Uh, it's just, it's so funny to watch a bunch of dude bros. Basically, they're just himbos, right? They're just like dumb, fucking, like hot, buffed dudes. Just... Yeah, it's like me in anime. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just like so full of men, like machismo. It's 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 just so funny to watch. It's like it makes fun of all the tropes that I just get sick of in anime. So I think as a sort of like a guilty. That's what Konosuba does. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I trust your guys' opinion, so I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. Um, good. Do it. But I, I found out that I want to watch anime more than I've enjoyed anime, um, which was a hard um, thing for me to... to uh, I need help with that one, Zach. My yeah. brain like, is... I want to like more... I want to like anime more than how much anime I've found that I've actually liked, if that makes sense. I, I totally vibe with that. Like, hmm. I've watched more recently a buttload of anime and there is a lot that is really mediocre mm. and while i mention that i did mention i think in the last episode that totally has not come out but everyone by the time they see this will have seen it so uh, <laughs> star ocean ex the anime based on the video game star ocean second story or something Oh my god, I persevered through 26 fucking episodes of that shit. Damn. <laughs> my it, hero. Was like, it was a it was basically a Saturday cartoon made in Japan. Like <laughs> yeah. It was so hard. Like you could see the promise and then it was just kicked in the scrotum every time it reared its head. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like, ah, oh, you see some promise here. Hiya! And uh yeah. That was my dealing with that. And I find that a lot with certain anime. Like there mm. is a lot of really average content out there because it's such a flooded market now. Yeah. So I, I totally vibe with that thought. Mm. I think my... I, the animes that I've found that I've enjoyed, this might make no sense at all, but in my mind, they're stories that just so happen to be anime. Right, I don't feel anime. Cowboy Bebop, I haven't finished it, but I love it. No, I got you. No, that makes sense. The ones that go, we are an anime, uh, but we're doing zero anime tropes. We're just doing mm. a story that happens to be animated in Japan or something. JoJo is very much like that. Um, mm. uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, what's a really good one that does that? A lot of slice of life would actually do that. Like a lot of no mystical powers, no, no anything. Like a lot of slice of life stuff. No, I'm not talking the ones that do the like 
ah, expressions like the straight slice of life mm. they just happen to be drawn things like a silent voice yeah yeah, I, yeah. i'm just thinking like i'm thinking like because slice of life is really what i've been fucking with a lot lately and you're some weird. of it I, yeah, I am. I'm fucking. I'm. No, so I, I, I've, I, yeah, I've, I've found myself watching a bit of slice of life stuff and enjoying it way easier than um. Get into Toradora. <laughs> Dude, it's on I'll, Netflix. Do it. All right, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yes. Nice. There you go. <laughs> um. You go. So it's either like I find myself slice of life or um. I haven't watched, I haven't finished any of these, but at the moment I'm super into, so Cowboy Bebop, um, Afro Samurai. Um, oh, Afro Samurai, just for the the overall concepts that they employed, like the fact that it's like kind of hip hoppy. Yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. And then like, oh, there's just so much like, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was that even made in Japan? Because I remember like, I remember seeing bits of Afro Samurai and I had a, like, this was many years ago and I had a feeling like it just felt very American, but in like mm. an anime art style. But, like Avatar? Yeah, but like, that's not detrimental to what Afro Samurai is. No. Yeah. But that could explain why it's just so different. And mm. like, I totally get that. Like, I like either things that like... I like to avoid a lot of shonen anime tropes because which is kind of weird because I'm watching Bleach at the moment as well. <laughs> but like it's because you haven't seen it. Yeah. So I'm just going through all the like really highly rated anime at the moment. Yeah. Bleach yeah. is what I'm currently on. But like there's a lot of tropes in a lot of different shonen stuff that I find just painful to deal with. Yeah. And so I find I get into weird anime a lot more than I do normal stuff, which is why uh, stuff like Toradora sticks out to me and okay, Miss so Kobayashi's Dragon Maid and weird shit like you're that. Fucking, that one's super weird. But uh, <laughs> So there's a reason Afro Samurai doesn't feel like a lot of standard anime to you. It's actually a doujin, which means it's a self-published. So it's not... Uh, so like you got Shonen is published in Shonen magazine and like a whole bunch of others, but no, it's it's essentially a self-published manga. Oh right. That just happened to get picked up for an anime adaptation, which is pretty wild. Uh, it's it's crazy considering like... they had Samuel L. Jackson as a voice actor. Like yeah. I think that might be part of why I also thought that couldn't possibly be Japanese because like right, like you see like dubs from Japanese animes and it's like oh yeah like we've gotten you know famous anime voice actors but like you never have someone like fucking Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so I wasn't entirely wrong as well inspired by the writer Okazaki love for soul and hip-hop music mm. and American media so that's where all so, of those things are colliding yeah that, that's where my American cool. impression must come from as well. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a really different show. And now that you've mentioned it, I need to get my hands on it and watch it yeah. fully. Yeah. So no, I, I, I get what you're feeling though. Like there's a lot of anime that is good because it doesn't fall into the, all the other anime stuff. Mm. It's like anime is the, 
like the art style and i'm no i know it goes deeper than that but we we argued about that on this show and i i'm i'm actually the worst anime expert because i'm like no no those elitists can fuck right off <laughs> like no fuck that anime is just for me at this point it is uh basically animation that's not directed at children that's that's my loose ass definition because people are like no it has to be from japan but i'm like dude there are some amazing <laughs> amazing korean anime and there is some amazing like you know mm. v there's a Vietnamese anime right now on Netflix called like Threes or something. I can't spell it like right. properly. I can't pronounce it properly, but like, I don't think it has to be from Japan. Like it, anime at this stage is like, yeah, make of it what you will. And elitists are going to fucking crucify me for that mm. comment, but mm. fuck that. I don't think anyone ever wrote it and was like, if you aren't from Japan, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't think there's a rule book for it. Hmm. Well, it, in in the in the in game development and um, in sort of like a traditional art background, I was always told by teachers to never put um, anime style art in a portfolio. Really? Yeah, because because basically, um, what it was seen as is that it's a technique to draw as much as possible without suffering on quality as much, um, if that makes sense. And so it doesn't really show your art skills and your understanding of art theory um, to draw anime. Um, it's more of like a, it was seen as more of like a commercial device to create more media, to create anime, right? So, you know, um, but you only really see it when people are applying for universities. Um, after that, it's it's not really seen in portfolios unless um, it's 3D modeled. Um, there's heaps and heaps of anime inspired ZBrush sculpts out there um, because it's a huge market to sculpt anime um, heroes and babes and stuff and 3d model them Wifers. and sell them as merch and Wifers. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um but, but yeah um, it's, i've had that's a few interesting because like uh star wars <clears throat> is now an anime i was about to say yeah star wars visions yeah <laughs> have you have you guys seen that no i saw the first no. episode but it, it's a um uh what do you call it but like each episode is like done by like a completely different art studio um so it's different anime styles which is fucking awesome yeah so yeah i, I watched all of it i binged it all in one day wow oh, is, oh, it, wait, is it good it's all bingeable um, that's what i was waiting for what uh, what's the word what's what's the the word when they do these things um you know like black mirror um love death and robots yeah yeah that, that 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 uh there's a word for it i can't find it's it it's not a collaboration it's yeah it's something else no it's a uh does it start with a oh fuck i, I can't remember this sure. recording but like <laughs> it's it's like each episode is done by a completely different team basically um yeah. and with a new story a new every apocryph okay yeah fuck mm. <laughs> someone's gonna put it in the comments and be like brady you're a dickhead it's a simple <laughs> simple word that's fine but like yeah visions looks good i saw the trailer but i haven't watched it yet is it 
Uh, it's <laughs> that's it's a miss. way. It's hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, it should be though, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I again, again with anime, uh, I tend to want to like it more than I actually end up doing. Right. Um, there was some that were fucking off the chain. Uh, the one that's in all the tr- all the trailers, the one that's in black and white, um, was the fucking best piece of Star Wars content I've seen for a while. And it's great that you can use this Star Wars universe as an inspiration, but you're not locked into these these rules. Um, and then they can take it and go with it however they want, without consequences. You know, like they're free. Um, Which and- is surprising for something run by Disney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really was like a genuine shock. Mm. Um, but there was a few that were really, really good. Um, and I tend to... So the ones that were more serious uh, and dramatic in tone, I found that were uh, more enjoyable. Um, the ones that are a little bit lighter in tone uh, weren't didn't hit for me. I was really kind of, I was actually pretty bored through a couple of them. So I was on this roller coaster. Yeah. Um, And like, of course, you also have to separate yourself from the rules of Star Wars. You know, you have to be like, you know, obviously none of it's canon. um, But even then, it, it kind of felt like some of the episodes were kind of lackluster, or at least not for me. Um, they were done pretty like the, all the art style in every single one of them was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, just some of the stories were a little bit like some of them were a bit empty, a little bit lackluster, mm. but the ones that were a little bit more dramatic in tone. Um, I really enjoyed, especially the one that was in like black and white. Cause it was, um, it felt like it was really inspired by those old, Japanese samurai movies, which was George Lucas's main inspiration for Star Wars altogether. Um, so it was great to see that. I'm, um, I'm just going to go fuck off from this episode and binge the shit out of all that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Has anyone else been up to anything else interesting no. before we wrap this up? Nothing. I've, oh, I've been playing Fallout 3, but that's about it. Look at my guy in the bog. <laughs> we spoke about Jace entering the bleach world, but uh, I think that can be left to another episode so that we can flesh it out a bit. Yeah, and also we'll get Next through a episode. bit more by then. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, Brady, you've been up to anything interesting this week that's talk worthy? Or... Uh, reading a shitload of manga, um, which is something I don't get to do much of. I'll discuss it really quickly and mispronounce it and upset everyone. But I've been reading a. Yasumi Pumpun, which is a weird manga because it's the art style is bizarre, right? So, like, all the real people are drawn like Japanese real people, not in the manga version with like the the big art. They look like Japanese people, right? It's super realistic drawings. The main character is drawn like a terribly drawn bird. What? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Like, like literally, like if somebody took a crayon and was like straight line up, beak, rounded head, straight down, and then two lines for feet. Uh, because the story, from what I hear, and I'm not that far through, so I haven't gotten that far, but um, follows his life, 
and it's kind of a slice of life manga with like a shitload of depression topics and <laughs> concepts so like like in the first episode like it's it's i hope it's not a spoiler because it's not even that new but like it seems like there's some domestic violence going on in his house um but so like the main character is drawn as a badly drawn bird but so is his parents but then his mum, you see her in the mirror seeing herself like normal so he sees himself as this bird but you follow this character from what i hear through this manga till he's like middle age and he kind of changes forms a few times so he's like 11 at the beginning um suffering with this like domestic violence in his household and then it's going to grow from there and it's been quite weird so far because he had his first kiss uh his mum ended up in the hospital oh dad his first kiss dad's... and his mum. I see what's going on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> he kissed his mum. One of those. His, his dad. Well, his dad is like in prison, and his uncle's taking care of him. It, there's like a whole lot of weird things going on. It's uh, one of the most feelsy things I think I've ever sat down to read. Um, so that's depressing the shit out of me. But I'm still reading the power <laughs> that fantasy. Was fantastic. Yeah, that, so yeah good. that's that's a real good level to sort of end just, the episode on. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to do something artsy for a change because I'm like the trash Isekai shonen dude who just like <laughs> absorbs all these action shows and I just thought I was like you know what this is kind of one that people talk highly of really making them feel a lot I'm, I'm gonna try it so Man, that's deep, bro. deep. <laughs> yeah you're not supposed I thought to have I'd feelings be, yeah I thought I'd be more than like spiky head and singlet wearing <laughs> and here he is with spiky hair and a singlet at least comb it back like me <laughs> so uh, job, guys i really need to piss i'll be back in two seconds you can't we're, we're, about, we're, finishing the ep- <laughs> we're about to be done oh my Who's god Zach, wait. sit back down all right all right oh, uh, i wanted to hang in there Worst it's your own fault ever. for not doing it in the break <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, Justin. So to sum this out. all up, thank you very much, Zach, for being a part of our show. And we're obviously going to see Zach in the future for our Dungeons and Discourse episodes as well, and likely later down the track on Basement Discourse too. Um, it's been fun, kinda. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a bit of all right. Yeah, it's been okay. It's been okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, guys. I've been having a lot of fun. Um, um, if, if they want to find anything from you zach can they find you anywhere on social medias and things like that or you don't want to be found um yeah sure um i'm pretty only active on my instagram um zach mcfarlane um but i have been i actually did a stream today so i'm probably going to start looking into twitch and youtube um sweet name is the flig at uh, the fig and flagon um that's a name <laughs> i like it nice. um so yeah cool right all right we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on the show um you know and next time you get back on here you can be talking about what it is that you're doing with the fig and flag and as you sort of develop that that'd be good it's awesome Sweet. dude yeah awesome all right and then um, cool. as far as we are concerned you can find us in 
every way, shape and form, including the ice inside of your freezer. Have a look. Our faces are on there now. Um, you can find us on, <laughs> can you imagine? You pull a block of ice out and got our fucking ugly mugs on there. Which is slowly melts. Been his face molds for your ice cube tray. Watch our face slowly melt into your drink. As you no, drink our face just away. Those people who get, you know, the like perfect spherical um, ice cubes for whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They just think that's Justin's head. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. All right. So you can find us on Spotify and on Apple if you are just listening to us on this show. Um, but if you are watching us, you can find us now on Facebook. We have a Facebook as of a few weeks back now. And we also have the Instagram. And what is the Instagram tag for that? Basement.discourse. Basement.discourse. I mean, that's keeping it pretty simple. You can't really go wrong there. Um, and of course, you'll find us on YouTube on our Basement Discourse channel there, which we have a lot of content building up now, including our episodes here. We have our D&D one shot that you've already all seen. So, I mean, you can watch it again if you want. And you will soon to see, you'll, we'll have our uh, Dungeons Discourse. And we've also got all of our shorts as well that are coming out too. So we've got a lot of shit. Justin so, flailing for what are the other selling things? Selling the shit out of Discord, it. I, Discord and Twitter. Just yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I knew no, there was but, some other crap in there, but it was like, yeah, eh. I'm just laughing because you can clearly see how much Zach's fucking struggling. <laughs> I am and then, holding the tip of my dick well, closed right now. Oh, God. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> peace. <laughs> <laughs>